0: Welcome to the God-Centered Recovery Podcast brought to you by Narrowgate Ministries. This podcast is dedicated to giving you a God-centered approach to recovery and to life. Follow along. Let's get started. Welcome back to the God-Centered Men's Recovery Show. I am your host, Tim Holloway, and I am glad to be back at you again. Hey, look, if you stumbled on this show, uh, you stumbled onto the right place. This is a show dedicated to Christian men inside of recovery who want to live an awesome, spirit-filled life. And uh, if that is you, then welcome. Uh, also, you'll find uh, this show very encouraging, supporting uplifting on your recovery journey. And so I hope you enjoy it. If you haven't done so already, I encourage you to click on the link that is inside the description. That'll take you to information concerning our GCR groups. And these are the groups that meet throughout the week, online, virtually on Zoom. And if you're looking for accountability, you're looking for support, Uh, I encourage you to click on that link and to follow through and join the men on the other side who are living this awesome life. So we're going to get into the recovery quote of the day. It's going to get hard before it gets easier, but it will get better. You just got to make it through the hard stuff first. First. So here's the reality, and I wanna set your expectation level appropriately uh, because we are under the illusion that um, our life is going to dramatically change and that we're instantly going to find joy and happiness and that recovery is gonna be this amazing, uh, amazing experience right from the start. And kinda what we're looking for is another magic pill And that is just give me this magic formula, this magic pill, and it's going to magically make all my uh, discomfort and my dysfunction disappear. And the reality is, is that this recovery journey is not like that at all. Uh, In fact, I correlate it much to losing a best friend. And that is that you're going to uh, suffer loss. You're going to suffer detachment from something that you really love. You are going to experience pain. And that is you're going to go through a period of trauma, of loss, of mourning. right? And so understanding that this recovery journey doesn't automatically um, change into this wonderful, wonderful life. There is a process. But having the expectation and knowing that there are going to be challenges, there are going to be hard times, uh, you know, I am going to experience different emotions that I'm not going to know quite how to handle them and all of these different scenarios that knowing that they're going to take place is half the battle. Because if we come upon these situations, uh, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sober, but I'm depressed. I'm sober, but I'm in a funk. I'm sober, but nothing in my life has changed after that. And so knowing that, you know, you're going to experience these things and that there is no magic pill. Now, this has propagated a lot inside of uh, of Christianity, and that is uh, you come to Jesus and he'll radically change your life. Now, I'm not doubting uh, the transformation that begins to happen in somebody's life as they begin to be discipled by Christ and to follow his pattern i'm not doubting any of that i'm doubting the instantaneous and that is rarely ever does somebody get magically delivered from every sin and every addiction and every vice uh if they claim that they do they're they're probably misled and they're probably blinded by the current vices that they are currently engaging in right And they're not being fully honest with themselves. And so this alakabooza, michikabooza, ippity boppity boo, um, that we have propagated and that we have uh, told people is just not most people's human experience and it's not really reality. So knowing that there's going to be challenges, there's going to be difficult things, but know this, um, that the power of God in Christ is there. Uh, to empower you to face these things. And uh, he is there for encouragement and support. And he says, you know what? You got this. You got this. And I am there to empower you and to equip you. Now, with this equipment, I believe that God thoroughly equips. And that is he gives all all the talents and resources. We need to be successful if we begin to listen and begin to yield to him. That's a, a wonderful reality. All right, going into the recovery question of the day, what does the process of change look like? Uh, so what I'm going to share with you is the process of change that I've seen inside of my life, um, and I, I believe it holds true for other people also. But the first process of change is is really um, facing your excuses, Um looking at your justifications and looking at the areas that you're minimizing. And once you begin to face the truth about this, you begin to uh, engage in the process of change. As long as you're still making excuses, is that, you know what, this drinking is not that bad. Uh, You know, I only get uh, drunk on the weekends. I only get drunk three days a week. I only get drunk at nights. I only get drunk, blah, 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 right? Or I only use uh, when this happens, or I only use on days that end with why, or I only use in the morning. And all these uh, excuses are the uh, stories we tell ourselves to keep us stuck in the same situation that we are in. And as long as we continue in those excuses, uh, then we don't change. And the goal of those excuses is actually to, uh, uh, to avoid the pain of change. And so what we're doing is we're minimizing. And that is, we've got a pretty big problem. It's a pretty big problem that is uh, destroying a certain part of our life. Uh, for some people, alcohol has, uh, hasn't affected you much except your relationships except uh, the relationship with your wife. You're coming home drunk, you're fighting a lot, uh, you've engaged in infidelity and now you're cheating and all these different things are taking place but you might uh, might be rocking in your financial life, you might be doing okay in the other areas. And so the reality is, is, is stop minimizing. You still have a big problem. The problem is still pretty big. It's affecting one area of your life in a very dramatic fashion. And so what we do is we take something that's pretty big and it's affecting us, uh, in a very powerful way and we make it small. And that is, we begin to rationalize, we begin to make excuses and we begin to, to shrink it. Um, so we can avoid taking responsibility and so we can avoid making the change. So that goes into the awareness, the awareness of the pain and this is the delusion of addiction that uh, the, we think the pleasure outweighs the pain. Uh, but there comes a moment uh, of clarity uh, when we stop making excuses and we stop minimizing, and we see the damage and we see the consequences, and we, uh, the pleasure continuum begins to shift. And that is where is once pleasure, pleasure's up here, and pain's down here, all of a sudden it seesaws. And that is the pain begins to increase and the pleasure begins to go down. Now all of a sudden the consequences of our addiction is really really high, and we come and we pull our head out of the sand or out of our hind end, and we get the awareness and begin to recognize the pain that it is causing, and that leads us to uh, step three that I believe in this process of change is that is you get disgusted. And that is, you're looking at the consequences, you're looking at where your life has gone, and all of a sudden, this disgust begins to set in. And then you start entertaining thoughts of, man, something's got to give. Something's got to change. I I can't continue doing this any longer. This is not bringing me the life that I want Uh, I am living way below my potential and something has got to change. And that is a powerful place to be in. The next step, as you begin to contemplate all this, it says, you know what? I'm going to make some different decisions and I'm going to go all in with these decisions. And that is that, you know, I'm going to seek help, I'm going to seek support, I'm going to seek accountability, and I'm going to go in this direction. And that is the choice that has been made due to the disgust that is taking place inside of your life. And this sets you on the process of responsibility. And that is now you thoroughly understand that uh, the choices that you have made define the direction that your life is going. And you begin to take responsibility for your actions and your attitudes and your mindsets and your belief systems. And your whole life becomes one of personal responsibility. Once that begins to set in, this powerful change begins to get cemented inside of our lives. And then what do we do? We begin to help others through this same process. And that is a powerful reality. All right. So we're going to get into our topic of the day. Proverbs chapter one, verse three. If you're new here, we are going through the book of Proverbs and we're gleaning wisdom for recovery and for the discipleship life. So uh, Proverbs chapter one, verse three, to receive the instruction of wisdom, justice and judgment and equity. And so what we're talking about here is this idea of receiving. And this is the mindset of being open. If you're watching this by video, I'm opening my arms, right? So I'm open. I'm open to these things that the the Bible talks about. I should be open to. And that is this idea of welcoming. We're going to thoroughly define what this word receive means. It means to open, be open to. And that is to permit something to come inside of your life, to permit something to be in your mind, to to be in your heart, that you allow it to come in. And so that means that you accept it and you take hold of it. This is going to be really important. I'm going to talk about this in greater detail after we get through this definition. Uh, And the third one is to welcome it. And that is, I'm going to gladly receive it. And if it's, you know, the the presence or the spirit of God that I'm going to welcome and that I'm going to gladly receive the spirit of God inside of my life. It's much like welcoming somebody inside your home. Uh, What you're doing is you're you're opening the door to them. You're allowing them access. uh, You're saying that they are safe. And that you are open to uh, relationship, dialogue, and communication with that person when you allow them into your home. So this is what takes place inside of our hearts. That we allow access for these good things to begin to come into our life. And we say that you are welcome here. I'm going to allow them uh, to take place inside of my heart, inside of my life. And that is a powerful reality. So what I want to talk about uh, real quick is this idea of accepting and to take hold of something that is offered. So this is what it means to receive. I'm going to accept it and I'm going to take hold of something that is offered to me. And think about a gift for a moment that you've been offered a gift. Uh, Maybe it's your birthday or the holidays or whatever, and you've been given a gift. And it's all wrapped up, it's all nice, and it's there, and it's available to you, and it's given to you. Now, that is the one part of the equation, and that is that, um, that it is there presented to you. Now, the second part of the equation is for you to take hold of it. Now, God has offered so many things, and they are readily available to us. Um, of course, they uh, he has given us access, and we have the ability to receive those things. But it ha- it's totally up to us on whether we're going to take hold of the thing that is offered or not. So the reality is, is this, is that God desires all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. But the reality is, is that not all men will be saved. And it's not the reality that God hasn't done his part and given the gift. And the gift has been given to all men. Those who appropriate it uh, experience the reality of it. And so I say that inside the recovery journey. There are certain things that uh, um, that we have available to us, certain gifts, uh, grace and peace with God and empowerment and the spirit of God and all of these different things that they are readily available to us. But we have to uh, take hold of it and we have to welcome it inside of our lives. It's much like I talked about previously that Jesus stands at the door and he knocks and he's requesting entrance. And if we uh, heed the call and we open the door, he'll come and dine with us. And that's what this uh, recovery journey is all about is being open to the things that God wants to begin to operate inside of our life. So what are those things? Now I'm glad you ask right because this is what uh, this is what the verse talks about here in uh, verse three that to receive, first receive once again, accept and to take hold of it, to allow it to have access into your life, instruction. And we thoroughly talked about in the last episodes what that instruction is. And that is the correction and the discipline that God wants to begin to offer inside of our lives and getting out of the mindset that this is somehow a negative thing uh, and that it's somehow to punish us for our wickedness. Getting out of that mindset and getting to understand that God is highly concerned about the course that we are on and he wants us to arrive at our destination. So whatever it is you know inside of our frame our family faith fitness and finances uh and the goals that we have set to have an amazing marriage god wants you to have an amazing marriage um to begin to take care of your body god wants you to take care of your body Uh, to begin to thrive inside the business world and begin to produce and get reward for your work god wants that to take place inside of your life and so knowing and understanding that Uh, There is going to be times where we need to be course corrected in order to reach the destination inside of those areas of our life. And that is learning something new, doing something different, being open uh, to that correction. So it goes on to receive instruction, to receive wisdom, to receive justice and judgment and equity. So allowing all of these different things to, to begin to manifest and to receive those things and be open to those things. So Matthew 4 20, it says this, and these are those that are sown on the good ground and they are those who hear the word and receive it and bring forth fruit, some 30, some 60 and hundredfold. hundred fold. And so in this reality here, we're talking about being open. We're talking about receiving something. And so in this scripture here, he's talking about receiving the word and our results inside of our frame, family, faith, fitness, and finance is correlated to the amount of word that we receive. And that is, are we willing to be open? You see these people that, uh, that received the word and they experienced results that's what the bible says 30 60 100 fold they received results and that is a positive outcome in which there was growth and development and expansion and we want that right we want to we want to grow we want to expand we want to mature we want to, the expansion but we we don't often understand that it comes Through the receiving of the word. And that is allowing God to implant us, to plant a seed inside of our belief system, inside of our mind, inside of our life, that will grow. What we do, though, is that it's a new thought and a new idea. It's a new way of doing things. And so what do we do with new things? We reject it. We oppose it. And God is trying to sow a seed of responsibility inside of our life. He's trying to sow a seed of accountability inside of our life, So we can begin to grow and manifest different results. And what do we do? Because we don't like, uh, growth and expansion. We don't, we don't want accountability. We don't want responsibility. And so what do we do? We reject it. And what begins to happen? It manifests inside of our life and the lack of results that we have been getting in the different areas of our life. And so if we're willing and open to God's communication and he has the ability to plant the seed and we stop resisting and we stop opposing, then that seed can be nurtured and we can have amazing results begin to manifest. Uh, Luke 18, 17 says this, For verily I say unto you, whoever shall not receive the kingdom... As a little child shall nowise wise enter in. So in here, it's talking about receiving the kingdom. So not only are to we to receive the word, but to receive the kingdom. You know, we need to understand uh, uh, something very powerful, and that is that this earth is not our home. Um, the reality is, is that we're just passing through. And that we are, uh, the Bible says, aliens and foreigners, you know, inside of this world and that we are not of this world. And really grasping that mindset begins to um, change our paradigm. And that is, we no longer hold with extreme attachment and we just hold on and we grasp at things that are temporary. There's so many things that, uh, that we chase and pursue and they're all temporary and they're all just grasping at the wind. And so understanding that, uh, you know, we are to receive a kingdom and that is that we are citizens of that kingdom. Now this will really change our mindsets. You know, we, we, we so identify with our nationality. We so identify with our political affiliation. Uh, We even identify with with inside of our denomination. And all of these things are things of the earth. And they're temporary. But there's one thing that we fail to identify with. And that we um, are from another kingdom. And this kingdom is not of this earth. But this kingdom will be coming to this earth. And this kingdom will rule and reign and begin to set things straight. And there will be justice and there will be righteousness. And we do have a king and he will come again and he will establish his kingdom upon this earth. And that is just a powerful reality that takes away our attachment from our nationality and our political ideation. Because the reality is, is that... Uh, Jesus is not an American. Jesus is not uh, uh, a Republican, conservative, or a, or a Democrat. He's none of those things. And uh, in his kingdom is something that is far different. And so I think it would be uh, beneficial to us to really identify with his kingdom first and have some of these uh, limited, uh, temporary uh, ideations Uh, definitely secondary and definitely submissive uh, to the kingdom. So this kingdom, it rules and reigns inside of our hearts. And to be a member of this kingdom, we must humble ourselves as a little child. And that is that our father is there to give us the kingdom. That's what the Bible says. It's our father's good pleasure to give us the kingdom. And so it's nothing on his part that needs to be done. That it is there, it is present. So we have to be able to receive the kingdom. And that is to be open to this new mindset, to this new belief system. Everything that Jesus talked about was the, uh, the kingdom of heaven is near. And that is having that awesome reality inside of our hearts. He said this about the kingdom. He said, don't, uh, uh, don't go looking for it like it's here or there, um, but that the kingdom of God is within you. And that is the, the spirit of God beginning to operate inside of our life, affecting our belief system and our mindsets, and <clears throat> that we begin to understand that we are made righteous and that we have a right, outstanding relationship with God. The kingdom is to find righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. And so if I were to set my mind on and pursue something that is going to help my recovery, that is going to help me uh, inside of this journey, I would say the kingdom is the foremost and the first thing. And this is why Jesus said, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And all of these things will be added unto you. But we get our mindset shift and we begin to focus on all these temporary things. not understanding that those are not what we really need to live the abundant life. What we need is to understand righteousness, to begin to uh, walk in peace. And that is a tranquil state of mind. And that doesn't mean that everything around us is peaceful. Everything around us could be in chaos. Uh, his peace is peace inside of the storm. And that is that chaos and everything can be going around around us. And it is. Just check the media, check the news. We understand that the, this world is a dangerous, chaotic place and that we are in a storm and the storms are brewing. And that is that I need to understand within this storm that I am righteous and that I have peace with God and that I could choose my weather, though I might be engaged in stormy weather, but I could control the weather that's going on inside of here. And that is that I, because I am part of an, uh, another kingdom and I'm under the rule of a different king, there's no debate about who is the king of this kingdom. And it's not uh, up for debate and it's not based upon popular opinion, Right. And so we have a kingdom that cannot be shaken and that cannot be moved. And what that means is that we can operate in peace and we can operate in joy because we know the end of the story. So if you're looking for some uh, powerful ingredients uh, to walk out this recovery journey, I recommend just really getting in and seeking first the kingdom of God and being uh, filled with that righteousness, peace and joy from the Holy Spirit. That is a powerful, powerful reality. So the next one is is understanding uh, uh, receiving the Holy Spirit. uh, John 20, 22 says, and when they had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. You see, God wants to begin to empower us and we can go on struggling we can go on, go on trying to measure up. Trying to measure up leads to frustration, and that is that I have the mindset that God is not happy with me unless I meet some standard, right? And so I go on to try to achieve the standard in order for God to be happy with me. And what that leads to is a roller coaster life of frustration and defeat, and it does because. I don't understand that God is already pleased and that he has accepted me already. And so therefore I go and try to earn that acceptance and earn that approval and earn that peace. And what I, when I try to, to earn what I have already been given, this leads to mental insanity. And I'm on a treadmill and what I'm doing is I'm running in the mud and I'm chomping at the bit and not understanding that God's way is to receive. And that is that he has made available to us what we need and that, uh, being open to it, being willing to seize it and to take hold of it. So what I want to tell you is that everything that you need in a given situation, uh, you're on this recovery journey and you need, Uh, You need to begin to operate in the peace of God. Well, I could tell you that uh, it is available to you and that it has been provided for you. Uh, But you are going to have to rise up and you're going to have to seize it and to take hold of it as your own. And this is the differential between God's part and man's part. And often what we do is we look at it and say, God, how come you're not giving your peace? How come you're not giving your joy? And the very question says that we don't understand that it has already been given and that we need to rise up, seize, and grab it for ourselves. So look inside the area of your life, family, faith, fitness, and finance, and ask yourself, are you seizing? Are you uh, uh, taking advantage of what is being offered to you? God is offering uh, his instruction, his wisdom, his empowerment. And are you uh, seizing that and are you taking advantage of that? This is the way to the abundant life. I'll see you tomorrow. Peace.